What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Get Close. We brought my favorite back, David So. Okay, freestyle rap. Here we go. Hey, my name is Gio and I'm David So's hero. He's here because he's a big fat zero. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That was pretty fast. That was actually I, pretty good. Now I, you dissed him, so that was good. I know. Uh, I didn't say battle rap. I, fu- I just said rap in general. <laughs> I fucked up because I the pace went really fast. So I was like, here's my time to shine. Yeah, you just there was no and time it, limit. And it was yeah. so fast. I know. I should have gone slower so I could think Bart, more. Drop that beat. Let's go. Let's go. Introduce yourself. I can't remember fucking, fucking beatbox <laughs> and say my name at the same time. Nobody told you to beatbox. You just said introduce. You said drop that beat. Oh, you did? Yeah. What the oh, hell are you talking shit. about? I he's like, up. as he's doing the beatbox, introduce yourself. Drop that How? beat. How? <laughs> 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 what the hell are you talking about? Asking too much from your man right now. You can't talk in beatbox, babe? Who did I marry? <laughs> yeah, come on. Okay, my bad. <laughs> okay, bring that beat back. <laughs> oh, I'm going? Yeah, yeah. I don't, what did you make him drop the beat? Use a big bitch. Hey, uh, that's me. I ain't no snitch. Yup. She looked like a witch. <laughs> Got a big fat dick. Hey, between my legs. You don't know nothing, you hey. dumb as fuck. What? Anything you do, bitch, you fucking suck. <laughs> you can try to do anything you want, but guess what? I'm a man that floss my skills And I pay these bills I got my best friend, his name is Will He's Chinese And he's bald as fuck He should've used Rogaine But he didn't What? (laughs) That was good Gangster, dude That's pretty good Alright, so I am your host, Gio And I'm Bart (laughs) Dude, this should just be our intro (laughs) Easy stuff For our podcast intro Just you dissing me the whole time That was fun, though That was fun Hey, I've been emceeing since I was a fucking fetus. I know, you're good. You're really good at this shit. All right, so this is your second appearance on our podcast. We're going to switch things up a little bit. Um, I We surveyed our fans and we had them. Are you good? Yeah, I just really love these seats. <laughs> they just feel so fucking good. They're really comfy. But I can't stop spinning if I have my legs okay. up. Yeah, uh, we realized that. Um, what can I put to block it? I don't know. You, no, you'll but figure most it out. people won't sit like this. I just enjoy sitting like this. Actually, you're the second person that likes sitting like oh, that. Really? So we're gonna have a problem. Um, so this is your second time on the podcast. The first time or the first appearance, uh, we ha- we just we just got to know you more. Uh, so on this, <laughs> what, what, what happened there? <laughs> we just got to know you. You look so uncomfortable, and you're holding on to this. <laughs> I'm trying to spin right now. <laughs> so just put like, one foot down. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like you're like as you're talking. It just. Like you're bracing for the secret. <laughs> <laughs> like you're on so a you're buoy <laughs> in the ocean. Like, <laughs> like, oh, just floating away. <laughs> yeah, so you're a little bit distracting. Yeah. That's all. Uh, yes. Yeah, so on the first appearance, we got to we got to get close. We got to know you. It was from the heart. But the second time around, we want to switch it up. Uh, and yeah, we just have a bunch of questions for you. Yeah, it's a chance for the fans to get close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready? And uh, these are all fan submitted questions. All right. So. Uh, I didn't have anything to do with this. And some of these had a lot of me's in the question. So I was like, I'm going to get myself out of this. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with something a little bit hard. Ready? How would you handle stress and or anxiety from social ideologies 
when changing your career? You fucking nerd. How about you ask an easier question, you dweeb? Okay, Just well, hot. Okay. I, I, okay. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? I was too busy. I know. I was like, it kind of rhymed a little bit. Yeah. I was like, is you this guy. You still heard the beat? Is this guy a woke rapper or what the hell is this? Okay, so I'm kidding. I, I'm not making fun of you. I just so the question is, how do you handle stress or anxiety, anxiety. from just like your social space ideology when you want to change your career? <laughs> I don't understand the social the social ideology part when it comes to my career. What does that mm. mean? Mm. I don't understand the correlation. I think a lot of people um, are very influenced by their immediate circle, whether that's their family, their friend circle, or just their peers, like what they're doing, and then steering from what they're all doing or they all think is correct and oh, then going in your see, own I don't direction. function like that. That's why it was a really weird question. That's I'm dope. Like, Wait, what do you mean a social ideology based on your career? Yeah. I don't understand what that means. And I'm I'm assuming here because I got the same yeah. information you did. Well, that's your career. I got, I got a little taste of that when, so like, you know how I was like pre-med? So when you're a pre-med, starting from the community college level, you're kind of like this group that you guys know you're probably going to be in the same boat for like eight years. Mm -hmm. You guys know that you guys are going to transfer to a four-year. After the four-year, you're probably going to bump into each other in internships, volunteer yeah. at hospitals and stuff. And then you're going to go on to med school. So everyone kind of stays in contact with each other because you're just like a special group. You know, it's a, you're, in, you're in it for the long haul. And I remember um, me and my roommate, he was going to be a pharmacist. So he's also in it for the long haul. When we transferred... And we got into our four year and slowly as I was like, I don't think I want to do this medical thing anymore. I want to do this comedy thing. When I would bring it up, like even as a, a maybe I'm not going to finish the route. People would be like, oh, really? And then finally, when I made the call, like after I graduated, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do YouTube. People were like, oh, wait, you're going to do YouTube. You're going to give up this medical thing. But about by that time, I was already 100 percent convicted in what I want to do so I didn't really care I didn't have any of the anxiety or whatever but I can see on their end like oh my god you're breaking away from the pack this is crazy and I'm like yeah but it's my life yeah so I want to take that chance but I can see it almost in their eyes like this is something I would never be able to do yeah maybe this is this person's kind of like half stepping too also too what does somebody else's inability to see what you can succeed have to do with your life choices that's their that's their opinion of what you can do and what you can't do so I, I just don't maybe that's why it's hard for me to understand because I do understand when you make big life choices you are gonna feel anxious you're gonna feel nervous but that's with anything that you do yeah right I mean even sometimes when I order something new off of my favorite restaurant I go oh shit <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah always that's get number so one true. and I'm gonna get number four. Oh, I don't know about that yeah because last time I got pork belly that was dry at this other restaurant if I go here anxiety is a hard thing to deal with because I, I have crazy anxiety man yeah. but you know at the end of the day like when I when I a lot of people didn't believe that I had anxiety until on the podcast I was explaining the, the, the mental process of what I go through. They're like, oh shit, that is anxiety. Yeah. I have crazy anxiety. I take medication for that. Yeah. I was like, I know what that feels like. I completely understand it. I'm not here dumbing down how you feel because I bet you I feel what you feel times 10. Everyone feels anxiety. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's part of the human fucking experience. There's a reason why we feel it. Like It makes sense. I think it's just us having the ability to, to kind of push it down and kind of achieve something understand that the, the the reward at the end is is bigger than this like moment of doubt yeah right so also too i wonder how old you are when you ask this sometimes too at a young age people feel that their one choice that they make will determine what's going to happen for the rest of their lives yeah. i don't know if it's an age thing yes i think it would apply a lot when you're younger and shit but i feel like 
even older people because they've been set in their ways for so long that they're just i think it's the same thing yeah 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 maybe it's not an age thing i think that maybe that yeah. is a person thing right yeah. yeah so you could always change things and if it doesn't work out you can always shift and adjust yeah there's no finite things like there's a i saw a video of a hundred and two-year-old japanese man in a relay race just got, you know so japanese people are the best at that like know. the nice piece guy nice, piece, <laughs> yeah. nice piece. in the school girl outfit yeah that fool never had like what's the social ideology yeah. like i'm gonna pull a keyboard out into the prairie people are gonna think i'm weird but i don't give a fuck i'm yep. gonna play my song yolo his name is jojitsu <laughs> <laughs> all right You're good to go. no, i think this person like probably like taking a couple steps back they're probably have been used to living a life where validation comes from others. Mm -hmm. So instead of validation coming from themselves, that's even from fucking school system. I know. And I think that's why it's for them. It's every choice I make. I think it's actually healthy to feel anxiety from yourself because you're living up to your own potential, your own expectations or whatever. But the anxiety is coming from external forces. And I think that's kind of unhealthy. Yeah. But I like your, I like your uh, approach to it. It's like, it's my life. I don't give a fuck about what anyone else hey, has to say. I'm my, living with my own choices. It's my life. Do whatever I want to do. The best philosopher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. All right. You ready to move on? Oh. There we go. All right. Okay. Are you planning? Are you planning on acting in a film again? Your performance in Gook was breathtaking. Oh, why thank you. Uh wow. yeah. Um acting is always there on the back burner. Um I plan to hit it pretty hard probably either next year or the year after. Ooh. Right now, everybody in this room, we have a project that we're working on with the food company called Jumbi. This is gonna be our, our I think that's the biggest goal is to make sure that this is in every state. So I gotta get the food stuff out the way first and then after that. Um, I'm probably going to go back into acting and acting is always going to there's no time limit on that I can be a 50 year old acting 70 year old 80 year old whatever so uh, yeah definitely for sure and I'm going to take everybody's roles dude let's go that's right Shang So dude yes <laughs> for the acting that you want to do is it more of uh, projects you want to create for yourself or doing like the Hollywood process where you go out and audition for all the other roles and either stuff. or I don't care about Hollywood though yeah. if it's a role that I like I'll take it and it. I know it's so stupid for me to say that because beggars can't be choosers I'm in a beggar position Yeah, but that's the point where I just don't care <laughs> so yeah. if if they're like hey we have this role where you, you have to put a Fu Manchu mustache on but you're going to be in a major film I'm glad to say no <laughs> I'm like I don't care if it's fucking I'll say yes. yeah. so it doesn't sound like you're going to be in a beggar position ever Oh. It sounds like you're in a position where um, you're open to the opportunities. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you're a beggar because a beggar would be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I can't be a chooser. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I'll definitely go into the regular acting field. Um, but, you know, the biggest problem that I had with it was I'm, I'm spoiled. I got to do my own project. And that was my biggest project that got me rec- got me signed to a, a top five agency it was from a project I liked. Yeah. And that's the hard part. I went from that to auditioning projects that I didn't really believe in just yeah. because I wanted to act. And that was really hard. And that's when I realized, look, I'm not really an actor's actor. I just like creating. So, yeah, if the opportunity comes and people want to use me and I can make their project better, then, yeah, I'm down to do it. Whatever you need from me, I'm there. But I just have to believe in the project in the first place because if I don't ever get to act in another film, I could die still. I could still die happy. So. That's dope. Yeah, definitely not a beggar, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nowhere near it. Dude, that was a really nice comment. Okay, what's your favorite book? I know years back you're like, I can't remember the last oh, book I read, but we'll I get read, back. bro. That's crazy. Bro. Well, I know you don't, but you do. That's why I kept it. 
Uh, what's your favorite book and what was the biggest lesson you received from it? So, yes, you've said many a time that you're not much of a reader. You just don't have the time to do it. You don't have the patience. But you are an information junkie and literally anything that you get into, you will get into the nitty gritty of the fucking details of it. So we can apply it to anything, not just a book. Yeah, I don't have a favorite book. I just like learning things. So, like, that's hard to say. I, I don't know. I feel like the things that I learned the most was through word of mouth. I'm still very old fashioned in that sense where I like taking knowledge from meeting somebody and having them kind of uh, bestow their life lessons onto me versus having to read it in a book because it just yeah. feels a little more personal. Yeah. yeah. That's why I always say I have a friend or I know this person. It's not because I well, number one, I'm pretty sure they're not comfortable saying their name. Yeah. So I always have these stories and ideas because conversation is the key of being very social and learning. So I always like asking questions from people all the time. And the most stuff that I read to is informational stuff, right? Like the other night I was learning how to dispatch a fish. <laughs> I don't know. Why. Dispatch a fish? What's what does that mean? Yeah, what is this? Like you're going like to fillet it? Or? You're going to yeah, take so them out like, somewhere? So there's like two separate ways. <laughs> but there's a... Fuck you, David. <laughs> there's a comedian here. But... For you take them out somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> you take it out what the fuck dinner? is your problem? With the fucking, <laughs> you're the only fucking dude with headphones in this room. That's already an upset. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I have a hearing disorder. Thank you very much. Thank you for making fun of someone with a disability. Yeah. You know, he's a veteran. Yeah. And you're making yeah, fun of me, Fuck off. Dude. Just answer the question. My hearing has been blown out by two grenades on each side. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I held in both my hands. <laughs> That I forgot to throw. <laughs> no, tell the truth. It's fucking your low life ass sticking your head in a fucking big ass speaker when you were rolling on E and when you were like 13, dude. Hey, that's a different veteran. <laughs> <laughs> He's an EDC veteran, dude. Yeah, there you dude. go. It's different. What was the question? Uh, so, <laughs> your favorite, well, filleting, dispatching oh, yeah. a fish. Oh, yeah. So, for example, when, when you guys. Well, first of all, what's dispatch? Uh, killing a fish. Oh, oh. Right. so for example, when if you guys have ever went had sushi, right? They go through a process where these like sushi grade fish they'll do the process called ikejime. Ikejime is it's like the way that you dispatch a fish properly, right? So there is an artery in the gills that you cut. There's also one at the tail end of of the fish that you kill. But the first thing you have to do is they'll ruin sure. the meat if you do it the wrong. Exactly. Wrong way. So oh. you you make you spike the brain first. You make it go brain dead. You cut the arteries and then you bloodlet it. Right, and so that's the process of ikijima. Blood, let it meaning just you let, let it bleed out, oh. but it's already dead from the spike in the head. Okay, okay. So the problem with that is that when you kill a fish through suffocation, uh, a lot of the muscles seize up. There's oh. there's a lot of stress hormones that come and gets released in the meat, and, and, and it causes the fish to uh, rot. Specifically with ikijima, because you allow it to bleed out, that blood doesn't stay within the muscles, mm. so the bacteria is gone. That means pythons are eating yucky meat. All the time, they're only <laughs> suffocating it. They don't believe in the Japanese way. Yeah, they're not picky eaters. Yeah, yeah so that's why when you see these fish who are suffocated, and if you've ever gone fishing and you didn't dispatch it properly, you'll see that that fish is super tight and it gets rigor mortis. It's like oh. it's all curled up. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when you do it with the the spiking of the head, and then you start, and then you uh, take out the nervous system in the spine, it becomes really relaxed. The muscle becomes relaxed, and you could actually age the fish because wow. it won't rot. So wow. they'll age it over a couple of weeks or up to a week and. That's super go. tight. Okay, well, they want to know about the biggest lesson. They want to know about the biggest lesson that you've learned. How to dispatch a fish. No, bro. I think life lesson. That's too hard of a question. Life has too many lessons. Okay, you, off the top of your head, where's a lesson that you're like, damn, that one was good. When you eat food, you eat only till you're full and you're done. 
<laughs> okay. What, what was happening before you learned this? When I was full, I would be like, well, there's more food on the table. And then I would eat more. When you're full, you stop. Yeah. So what would happen when you would continue eating? You get to 280. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. That is my biggest life lesson. All right. Well, I hope you learned something from that. When you're full. You, you catch a rebound. You blow out all the ligaments in your ankle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tie your fucking sneakers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next question. Does he miss Sacramento? Yeah, I love Sacramento, man. Sacramento is an amazing city. The people are great. The food's great. The The lifestyle, the music, the art. Sacramento is a super artsy city. So for those who are creatives, it's it's if you're in like the Midtown area, you're going to love that vibe. It allows you to create very well. So I, I, I miss Sacramento. I would move back there if I could, to be honest with you. I actually love Sacramento, too. Like as an outsider, going to Sacramento quite a few times now, it's cool because the city feels like it encompasses a lot. Like there's a suburb. So if you like the suburb life, that's dope. There's a capital where it shuts down because it's a government job. It shuts down at 5 p.m., which I like. I like it when it's like clear hustle and bustle. And then chill mm -hmm. versus downtown LA. It's just constant. You yeah, know, it doesn't bars. You yeah. could be 3 a.m. And it's fucking popping. No matter what. We were we were. So when Joe came over with uh, Hannah and I took them to the American River for us and to there's go nature, rafting, there's nature around there. That. But like the one thing that he noticed, he goes, oh, you're you're for real about how different cultures mix here because we're in the river. There's like these old Vietnamese ladies blasting me with a super soaker. Going, <laughs> they don't have a gun. Do and they start like shooting me with it. And then, out of nowhere? Out of, well, the, the thing to do when you go rafting in, in the American River is that you bring super soakers with you so you can blast other people. How fun. Yeah. I forgot about this. I haven't done it so in a while. This is part of the culture there. Yep. And then you have like these old Vietnamese ladies just fucking DD mowing your ass with like super soakers. <laughs> and then as you're going down the river, you see like these cholos like banging their music. Then you have this white family like playing. And we're all just jumping off the same cliff together. And yeah. it's all fun, wow. fun and games. So, you know, there's a really diverse culture out there that I really like. Do you see yourself moving back when uh, you're ready to like, I don't like the word settle down, but I guess start a family? Maybe, I don't know. I don't when care where have I a live, family? I, I really don't care where I live. As long as I'm doing what I want to do, so. Then you're moving to Vegas. Thing. Vegas, my eyes get a little dry. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Who knows though, who knows? I'm I like that. I like that. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it here first. You heard it here first. His eyes get dry in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> is your problem you're like the time. worst paper boy ever <laughs> <laughs> read 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 the newspaper his eyes get dry here first vegas read it all read all about it hey i would buy my newspapers really yes those are the worst headlines you're ever. making my earring oh really okay when is david gonna do a stand-up show uh i saw so oh, i do i do want to do my own special I, I write stand up every day. Not Let's really. go. Damn. I Let's so, go. I have so but the eighty percent is dated because I never pulled the trigger on it. Because you know, stand up evolves. So do you um have a time limit? Like every day I'm gonna exercise that brain for thirty minutes for an hour or No, I just whenever I think of a funny joke, I sit there and I write it in my phone. And then I'll be talking to myself in the house to see if it works or hits. I'm like, damn, this shit's going to be funny. And then I'll like, start performing. I'm like, damn, that's not funny at all. Because that's funny in my head. Uh, and then, you know. Like you say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And then if I do a show, I test it out. Nobody laughs. I'm like, well, that hurts. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I go back. I'm like, what didn't I do right here? And I perform it again. People laugh. I'm like, oh, I am funny. Fuck those people. So like, I always test out new material all the time. But I definitely want to do a special. And what I mean by a special, I'm, I'm probably just going to put it out on YouTube. Ah, okay. Yeah. But just like 30 minutes, an hour or whatever. Yeah, just so I could do it. Who cares? I'll That's figure it out. Oh, Yeah. You know, like uh, book an auditorium, mm -hmm. live audience, all oh, that stuff. Oh, man. I've never seen your, your stand-up stuff. 
Dave is really like good. Like in person. You've seen it? Stand up? Uh, I think the closest thing we've done is we did a show. I believe it was in Minnesota. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, and then I saw David do half an hour and he was crushing. What? And then that was when me and Joe were still doing like the um, like Chappelle show, Key and Peele style where we Just come out in like 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes live audience work, whatever screen, come back out 10 minutes live audience. Work, As screen. uncles? No, no, no. This is, oh, this okay, is where we okay. moved away from that where we do oh, okay, okay. two skits they've seen before and then the new oh, one that hasn't it. been released on Sunday yet. Yeah. And it was dope. Like it was... People got frostbite waiting outside for like wow. three or four hours. It was a packed house. It was a thousand people. And I'm like, damn, David crushed it. Like both with his his original material and then also his um, ability to improv and do live audience work. It was amazing. I know. David's pretty good at that shit. David's really good. Damn. So we don't know when. They don't know. You don't know when to have uh, I don't know when. Anything? I'll figure it out. I mean, we can all do it together too. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you're going to do a stand-up show. So like you're thinking this year, next year, not this year, this year's over. Uh, like next year, maybe Definitely, too soon. Uh, it could be next year. Who knows? I don't you know. You get nervous Aww. thinking about it. I always get nervous. My balls are my balls are sweating right now, and my ass is sweating just thinking about it. I don't want to know that. Because I, yeah. I, when I did stand up and I got used to it, <laughs> it was like going up stage just became the next thing, right? And then it was just normal. And then now, when I think about it, because I do want to eventually do it again and have a do a special. When I think about getting back on stage, and not for a crowd of full of fans or people who know me. I get kind of nervous. Oh, as we're talking about it, my palms are starting yeah, to sweat. Yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, my damn. But whether it's in front of fans or not, I always feel this way because I have crazy anxiety. Oh. I always feel like I'm going to die and jump off a building. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do stand-up, I'm telling you, it always feels the same. It has never changed. Even if, if it's like people who know me who are excited to see me, I still feel like I'm going to throw up. Wow. And I still do it every time. That's crazy. That's First of all, yeah, kick ass. Yeah, that you're brave at something finally in your life. That's tight. Uh, oh, shit, I got nothing from that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> okay, now I just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> now forget it, dude. Fucking forget what I was going to say. There's a huge difference, though. If you go out to people that know you, you could just go out on stage and as soon as you grab the mic, no, man, and the people will laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go out to fucking Laugh Factory or something and there's like a hundred people that don't know you, just look, get this fool off yeah. stage. Who the fuck is the, this motherfucker? <laughs> the hardest thing about doing stand-up now, it's like, now that I'm older, it's I'm a lot more comfortable bombing doing the stuff that I love. Because mm. before when I was younger, it's like, well, my normal jokes aren't going to work, so I'm going to change my content to, content to make sure that these people laugh. Yeah. And it's like the most unauthentic version of myself. So now I have to be okay with performing the material that I believe is true yeah. and being okay bombing and making adjustments afterwards. So, because <clears throat> I, it's a good skill to have. Like, I think a lot of comics will tell you, like, look at the crowd, see how they feel. And then maybe adjust your style. And yeah. then other times, like, stick to what you have. You don't have to change yourself. Like, if these are the jokes that you're going to work work on these jokes, I'm okay pacing myself with my jokes now. And if they don't laugh, I have something to work on or I just need to stick with it and see what happens with it. So or find your crowd. Yeah, that's why I, I, I see these seasoned comics who I really enjoy. And I'm not knocking, like, new comics or whatever. I'm only talking about this from a fan base perspective, not from somebody who did stand-up before. Yeah. From a fan base, I like comics who are confident in who they are, and they don't sound like they're doing stand-up. And mm -hmm. I think 99, 99% of stand-up comics sound like they're reading off a piece of a paper, mm -hmm. which it was, like, the traditional way that things were done. But mm -hmm. now we see people like Dave Chappelle. Storyteller. He's, he's a storyteller. And those are the ones that always has me had me dying laughing. Yeah. Because they're not performing to a crowd. It doesn't sound like he's even trying to be funny. It just sounds like I'm just sharing my ideas. Why are you laughing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it, wait, but you're funny. 
Uh, even Joe Rogan has that too. Joe Rogan is just Joe Rogan when he performs his stand up, right? Even somebody like like Shane Gillis, like if you guys saw Shane Gillis' stand up, he was the guy that you, nobody liked because of the Asian the Asian comments he made about Chinese food or whatever. Mm. I'm still gonna see his stand his stand up session was. Fucking I'm a big funny. fan of him. His stand up session was fucking funny. Yeah, he was so casual, and you could tell he's. This is why he got into SNL. And I'm like, I enjoy that though. That's that's the type of stand up I want to be able to do. So like this next version of how I do stand up, it's going to be a lot more precise. Before, I just had a couple of jokes and I would just do crowd work for like 45 minutes. But mm. now it's like, I want to be able to say something. So how do I do this now? So if I do a stand up special, it's going to be super thought out. How fun! Yeah. I'm excited. Can't It'll wait. Be fun. Yeah, I'll open the stage and I'll do my rapping. Oh, please do it. <laughs> dude. Do that joke that you did about the fish. It would kill. Well, what was it again? The did you take him? One. Did you take him somewhere? What did I say? Something like that. You gotta write your own jokes. All right, I gotta write it down. Okay, next question. What What are your goals for the coming year or future, if you don't mind sharing? Also, I hope all is well, bro. Oh, you're so sweet, fucking loser. <laughs> That's toxic masculinity right there. When somebody says something nice, you always have to respond with something negative back. Um, Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I, I have my own bucket list, but I don't know when I'm going to achieve it. What about 2022? You got any specific goals for 2022? Oh, I got to drop this weight for sure. Like, I think oh, I'm, that's a good one. I'm on that last leg. So it's like, okay, I, I lost this X amount of weight. I got to get back down. I, 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 I want to stay at like around 190. That's where I just want to be at. Just because I know at 200, yeah. I felt like an eagle. <laughs> like, I felt like a sore. Like the cardio and yeah. everything that I could do was super fun. So now it's like if I maintain a weight and 200, I was still like slightly pudgy. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if I could get down to 190 um, and the weight goal does matter for people who are wondering about health just because it's a great indicator to see what I can do. Yeah. Like 190 is great for my joints. Like yes. The more weight I carry, the harder is on my joints as I get older. Yeah. So I, I need to get below 200 because it hurts. <laughs> like it just physically hurts to be at a heavier weight. So yeah, when you're young and you're larger, your youth is the thing that carries you around the most. Like you heal faster. You don't have to sleep as much, but I'm 33 now, 34 next year. And I feel, I feel the age. Like I'm not old by any means, but I'm still not 20, 19, 18 years old. Yeah. So now this weight stuff is important to me because a lot of people kind of confuse this idea of, well, you're still awesome even when you're a fat bitch. I never fucking said I wasn't. <laughs> like, why are you I know, saying they that? Do shit yeah. like that? Yeah, like I never said I was. What the they fuck? They put are you their saying? insecurities on you, and you're yeah. like, bitch, I didn't say that. Yeah, I'm saying like I don't feel good. You know, my <laughs> joints hurt, and they're like, but you're a good person. I know. Like, <laughs> like quit saying that, dude. I put a picture of my tattoo, I, I, like the new tattoo, right? And someone's like, oh, cool. Finally, you don't have to be embarrassed about your toe thumb. And I was like. Bitch, I was never embarrassed about my toe thumb. Well, fuck. I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like the the weight loss thing is going to be something that's like the final chapter. I just want to get it done with, get it to get to a point where I feel healthy. And you know, when I get married and I have a kid, those things are very important. I want to be at. Listen, if you get dad bod because of a kid, I can't have dad bod before I have the child. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a uh, pre dad bod. You don't want that. Yeah, so I, I got to make sure I get that shit in lock because I just want to feel better. Yeah. Dude, whatever you do next year. As soon as I know that you're working on any project, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait because I know it's going to be fucking fire. Dude, I'm going to get so buff, dude. Mariel's going to get mad jealous when all these girls still don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone talk to my man? Yeah. Mariel's so confident. I'm like, I'm going out with this girl. She goes, she goes oh, yeah, right. I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, kind of on the same topic that we're talking about right now. What has most of David's, your, your attention at the moment? Is it acting, podcasting, kids, marriage? Food. 
Food. I, I, I'm still on that food phase. Like so. the food industry phase? Yeah. So that thing, that chapter hasn't closed yet. Nice. So that needs to close probably in the next couple of years for me to move on because I can't do something half-assed and leave it. Mm. So, you know, for all of us too, because of Jumbi Matcha is still going, we have Shrimp Daddy, I need that to do well. So... Are you still doing food shows with Tim and the Netflix show mm-hmm. too? We're still doing food shows. The Netflix show, they didn't renew the season. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't you my were, fault. You were the only reason why I watched it. Oh, it did well. It actually did really well, but they didn't want to repick it up. So the numbers were great, so we didn't know why they didn't want to renew. But it is what it is. There's a million reasons why. You never know. Yeah, so um, the that one's done, but we have our own show called Foodie Calls. Tim and I have a food podcast coming out called Something with Dudes with Foods, I believe. I forget. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Dudes behind the food. Dudes, Dudes behind, behind the, the food. Yeah. yeah, so we're starting our own food podcast for people who are interested in the gastronomical world. Yeah. Um, yeah, but food is like the, the the main thing right now. It's still that that world that I feel like I haven't really accomplished much. It's, you know, yeah, we did the soft serve thing. We have Shrimp Daddy and Jumbi Matcha. But until that becomes like solidified in a way that I can look at it and be like, yo, we have 30 stores all over the United States. Then I feel like my job is done. I can move on. Yeah. yeah. Is there, do you have, I mean, if you don't, that's fine. But do you have like a, a marker of like when I achieve this, then I know that I'm this, I can close this chapter. Does that exist yet? Uh, for for Jumbi Matcha, I want thirty stores. Or just for you to to feel comfortable that now this food chapter closed, move on to the next thing. Do you have that? Do I have like a what, what a specific number? Uh, or just indicator, like any marker, whether that be number, whether that be selling something, the whether that be thirty getting... stores. Why don't you understand? Oh. He fucking said thirty stores. Like <laughs> so once we get thirty stores. Yeah. Then that's it. Your food concept. Or your food uh, I'm not going to be worried as much. Okay. So. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what the fuck? Does I mean, I needed to finish my thought here, but the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to talk about some shit? You just said 30 many times. Yeah. Just gotta, just I didn't out. get what I wanted, motherfucker. Just got chill, chill out a little bit, maybe. Dude, just I don't dispatch know. your wife real quick, bro. I know, dude. Oh, yeah. Dispatch me, baby. That means he's going to kill you. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Well, you're not getting sex tonight. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Is David thinking about joining the UFC? And also can... Uh... That is the most hilarious question. <laughs> Do you not know me at all? I fell downstairs from putting my socks on. Backwards. I don't know, man. You look like you're really, uh, you look like you're really serious. Like you're like, no, you were man. boxing like, with I've, a coach I, and shit. There was a point where I trained really, really hard and yeah. I found out your boy ain't about that life. Okay. It's not something for me. I don't what like point, it. At what point were you when like? I had to train hard. <laughs> and what I, about with all these like YouTube celebrity fights going on? Is there like a specific number or circumstance that you'd be like, $1 million. Down. I will literally fight anybody. That's it. A million. A million. Nice. Does it matter Paul. if it's a one week fight camp or a eight week fight camp? Does it matter? If, or if, it's just a million is a million. Sign me. I'll fucking jump in a ring right now. I'll fight. A million is a million. True. You got to understand. I ain't got money like that. So <laughs> <laughs> if I could go in and even touch him up a little bit yeah. and he knocks me out, it's like once I take off my shirt, they're going to be like, of course he beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course he did. Even if he get knocked out a million dollars. After he gets, he's like, dude, you're a pussy, you little bitch. And I'm like, I still got a million dollars. No pride. Yeah, I got no problem. It's like no job. Oh, got uh, you, though. Like, that's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. <laughs> Do 
Do you ever feel unmotivated to create content and how do you overcome it? Every day, people, every day I feel unmotivated to create absolutely nothing. It is something that you're going to struggle as somebody who is an artist all the time. It's not about finding the right moment. You have to create those opportunities every day. When you write a script, you, do you know that majority when people write scripts, they're not motivated at all. They write it down. They write a page a day, two pages, a three, and they eventually get it done. And they look at the garbage and they try to polish the shit and they take away all the fat all the time. That's just how you create things. You can't just wait for an inspiration to strike you all the time, depending on how what you want to do with your art. If you're just doing it for yourself, that's fine. Yeah. There's no time limit, right? But if you want to make a career out of something, that's something you have to chip away at constantly. There's never, ever, ever a perfect moment. There's these moments with these sketches that I could have done so many things better, but I just chose to put it out. It's okay. The audio was a little off. The coloring wasn't great. The lighting was off. The acting was a little meh. But I'm like, you know what? Put it out. I have another di idea next. Every day I feel unmotivated. They're, I'm unmotivated right now. <laughs> Aww. Do you have a, a schedule to like, I'm going to do this every day? To like, like, What do you do to make sure you still have content? Or not? No, I'm a, I'm a relief. <laughs> I'm do you, a relief do you consume a lot of content? Is that why? To be honest, I don't even do that. I think I'm just a crazy person. Like I, I literally sit around and I think about stupid shit and I just start laughing to myself. <laughs> and then I go, oh, this might be funny. You know, and then I write and I go on. One of the biggest things I'm scared of, I, I actually don't watch a lot of other people stand up because I'm afraid that I might steal their ideas mm, without knowing it. You know, that so, makes sense. Yeah, I want to have my own style. So I think I've consumed enough stand-up in my past now for me to develop my own style. And I don't want any more influence from all these great stand-up comics. I want to do what I do. Wow. And so when somebody comes in and they say, oh, well, you're probably like this guy. I'm like, nope, I'm not. I am who I am. I'll watch Dave Chappelle because he's the GOAT, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, Yeah, I don't know how you copy that guy. Yeah, you can't copy him. It's, <laughs> it's, it's damn near fucking impossible. Yeah, genius. So, uh, I I do consume a lot. Of, I, I, do, I consume a decent amount of content, but I don't really have a set schedule for creativity. Which once again I don't I don't recommend, um, but yeah, don't do what I do. I, I think you should chip away at it slowly. But if I'm writing a script, I I do a schedule. Yeah. So every Monday I'll write something out, and I'll know, it, even if it's terrible, which is always terrible. But then I'll look back on it and I'll rewrite it, rewrite it, rewrite it. So I have like a, a mockumentary, funny series about me just clowning on YouTube YouTubers. I like I have like eight episodes written out. Oh, oh sick. so it's like, but I haven't done it because it's trash. Cause I just wrote it so fast. So now I have to go through and trim the fat and then that's going to be released probably next year. I also think you afforded yourself this luxury though. Cause in the beginning when you're trying to come up and you're doing posting a vlog a week or two oh, yeah. vlogs a week, like editing you, everything yourself. Yeah. You must've had a schedule. Cause I think if you're a, a aspiring artist, you can't just wait for inspiration mm -hmm. and be a leaf because you're going to get nowhere. Oh, yeah. My schedule was every day. <laughs> That's every what day. it yeah. was. I, I stayed in my room. Yeah. And I just type, 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 type. You just wrote time. your vlogs or rants like every single day. Every fucking day. Did you shoot day. every single one of them or no? I shot everything myself. And, and they weren't really great. I don't think they were. But then it was like the... The type of vlogging that I did was me doing rants and doing these jokes. It was like writing a new stand-up set every week. Yeah. And albeit it wasn't great stand-up, but it was some content that I could work on. But it yeah. sparked an idea for a sketch. It did something else. Yeah. Nothing I held to me was precious. So, because if you do that, you'll just sit around on your ass all day not creating anything at all. Yeah, you're you're yep. trying to be perfect. Yeah. It's going to be impossible. And I don't do that. You're right, too, that we did work a lot. Now I'm, like, allowed to have a little more freedom because I saved up my money. Yeah. You know, if I, I diversified my, my, my portfolio a little bit so I can chill out a little more. But... Um, now I just work on stuff when not when the inspiration strikes, but I kind of always like do that muscle. Like, why am I writing stand up every day? 
<laughs> I yeah. haven't done stand up in two, two, three years. I do it just because it's a it's a muscle that you yeah. have to work out, and I work it out. I practice my set, and then I go if it's not good or not bad. And even now and then, I'll I'll go to like the improv and I'll do a couple of sets just to see what happens. What? Yeah, that's dope. I want to go. Tell them they're terrible. Like I just have to sit there and understand. I already don't think you're funny, so. Really, uh, uh. roll back the clip where I was where she was laughing earlier, please. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> I, I don't know. Roll it. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody. No, that's great. I. Fuck, I wouldn't agree. Uh, I couldn't agree more that, yeah, it definitely is a fucking muscle. Yeah. And if you're going like, oh, is it going to strike today? And you keep waiting and waiting. It's like, you're just going to be fucking. Yeah, like I did this stupid average. video on, on Instagram of this guy. Like, like, yo, this is my body in perfect lighting. And, you know, oh, I literally, I woke up, I turned on my phone and somebody put it on the reel. And I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I went into the bathroom, I shot it, I edited it, I posted it, and I went back to sleep. <laughs> you know and that's all that it was and then people thought it was hilarious it was pretty funny like, it, it was laugh. funny i liked it i, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting me... that shit at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right next question does he baby talk to mario i think so a little bit for sure you know what i don't does that I, sound like i don't do like you know i don't do any of that type what of we, stuff the, the fucking the shit that we do you guys baby talk for we sure. Do. That's, the most, that's the most unattractive. <laughs> you like this dick? Yeah. <laughs> you like it so much? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we baby talk that much. Mariel does like that weird cute. When you heard her when she sees something cute. Oh my God. She tricked me. When we first went out, we had a, we were very decisive that we don't like korean girls who do cutesy like egg talk she does it all the time it's in the culture though yeah but she Definitely said she is. never does it she lied to me she always did that dude i don't think you saw it nah you don't like it oh. though i don't like I it. bet you like it i don't like it because i didn't grow up around it really because my mom's not like that oh my mom never did that with my dad i never saw it mm. so when i saw other girls do it it's like and my mom gets disgusted too she's like what the does fuck your, is what that? does your dad like how your mom does your mom your dad go like your mom's a Korean dyke. <laughs> <laughs> they, I've seen them flirt before, but it's how I flirt too. It's like how like, is that? Like, like tough love? Like, oh, you fucking piece of meat. No, we just we always like roast the people that we love, and that's how oh. my dad is, right? So I always like poke fun at Mariel, and that's how we laugh and we joke a lot. That's our signs of flirting, but like I don't ever go like, "Hi, sweetie." Like I don't really do that, but I do call her Chagi though. Chagi, which is like sweetie in Korean. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Hey, Chagi. And if we get married, it's Yobo. What's that? Like wife? Oh. Wifey? Yeah, wifey. Yeah, like it's my wife. That's Ooh. fucking cute. Mm -hmm. Yobo. Yobo. Okay. Um, are we ever going to see any more cooking videos from David again? I love them. Probably. Probably not until I lose some of this weight, though. Because, <laughs> like, when I cook, I go to town, dude. And it's just a bad idea for me. So but, maybe you should do it before you start losing but weight. The, the reason why I don't do the cooking videos is because I closed that chapter. Oh. You closed that chapter? I did the whole, I did a whole, like, seven, eight series, episode series of me cooking in the kitchen. Is that when you had that stupid attachment <laughs> on your yeah. fucking head and there was this big ass fucking 7D, 5D fucking camera? Like so, hanging off your helmet. First of all, I hurt my neck doing that because <laughs> that shit was so heavy. So I didn't do that You're anymore. So stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I just like high quality stuff. But I was doing cooking videos during pandemic because it was fun, and I tried kind of igniting the the fire and the the enjoyment of it again, and it didn't work. So I kind of moved past it. Yeah, occasionally I'll do a cooking video here and there, but cooking videos are very extensive and it takes a very long time so if i do do it i'm gonna have to hire a crew and do mm. it out because i don't want to mess with it yeah mm. but it also loses my personal feelings towards the project 
which is kind of weird, right? It's actually very inefficient the way I do things. I, I should just hire people out and they could probably do a better job than I can, but I just don't care about it at that point once it leaves my hands. It's really tough to cook already and then to shoot it and then to also <laughs> no. direct it and then also to like give good content. It's fucking hard. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, what is the meaning behind secret society? Tug. Even I don't know. <laughs> it's such a secret. You're I haven't figured it out. No, stop uh, it. I know you're fucking secret around. Secret society is just, honestly, it's it's uh, high-end fashion basics at affordable price. That's what it is. So all of our stuff is cut and sew. A lot of people don't know this. Like, we don't get a majority of our things from a factory that has a pre-made cut. We have uh, a hand in a lot of the stuff. A lot of our materials that we use, the way that it's designed is all premium stuff yeah like you're in charge of uh the material the stitching the buttons the placement like there's not like it's just this design exists only with you guys you can't buy it anywhere else. yeah like if we have we we even have right now we have uh we're working on our own personal blanks so if you like the fit of our shirts right now you have to get it from us because that's a specific tailor shirt that we cut and sew ourselves that's dope so that's just the stuff that i just dislike that every time i find a a clothes that I like that looks fucking sick and dope in the way that it's like a hundred dollars And I think that's unfair because you get the same fabric from the same place that I get it from Yeah, so secret society has this idea of if you want high fashion high-end fashion basics that doesn't cost an arm and a leg You can get it from us. So and I generally wear pretty basic shit, but I just like it to be clean and simple Yeah, so that's what secret society does. Yeah, you did de your designs are fire. I still wear the cropped um like the black and they look fantastic on you thank you no they're fucking fly um and i like that there's not like crazy ass logos everywhere and it's like if you know you know type of shit mm -hmm. like what's the website to go to scrtsociety.com we have a, a new line that's coming out right now a lot of our stuff right there whatever we have we have left yeah we're, we're out of a majority of our stuff but nice. our, our next line that we're coming out with we have uh i'm not sure if i'm allowed to drop this but we have a lot of different uh caps coming out Nice. Um, I saw them. They're sick. Mm -hmm. We have uh, a duffel backpack that we've been working on. It's water. It's a water resistant, waterproof zippers. Uh, we have a sling bag that we have coming out too. A lot of just dope shit that I would just wear on the regular. And I think that was the problem with me doing merch is that people can wear merch and fuck with it because they understand that they love me. Yeah. But I want you to walk out with this clothes and people look at that in general and say that's fucking sick without knowing who I am. Yeah. And that always feels so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Like when I um. We were driving around and we saw somebody wearing Secret Society. I was Sick. like, hey, that's dope. They're like, yeah, it's a brand called Secret Society. I'm like, I made it. <laughs> that's I'm like, they don't know who I am. No, yeah, yeah. But they bought it. Yeah. yeah, it's sick. So it's amazing. You know? Yeah, it's sick. That's fucking awesome. Good for you, man. Okay, next question. If you can go back in time to a moment without changing the present, uh, what would it be? Don't say the moment you met me because fuck you. This <laughs> tells me too well. You took my answer. You know what? I actually thought I don't want to ask you this though. Would you ever go back in time? Maybe not so much you, but for a guy, would you? Do you want to sometimes go back in time and refuck the girls that you gave terrible dick to? Oh, that's a good oh, one. Refuck girls? That's so hard because I only gave good dick. <laughs> Maybe you should ask me. Maybe would you? Should he go back? In time? I should go back in time. You should go back in time. Because like I'm always like, that is such a fucking dope thing, man. But it's like you. I bet you're going around telling everybody I get bad dick. I was 18. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, can I make you feel better? Girls don't really talk about that shit after a while. Oh, we don't give a fuck. Thank you so yeah. much. That's why I also don't really don't care. It's so terrible. I'm like, the only person I care about is her. So I don't yeah. really care what other people think. Because I remember 
the first time I ever, I, the worst hand job I've ever had. I wanted to cut this woman's hands off. Like it was, it, it's like in my get brain. off. I'll do it myself. Yeah, it's like enough. This is this is done. You said, how did you stop? No, it? I just let her continue, and oh. then but then my dick was getting all floppy. Oh no! Oh no! So now it's your fault. No, but then I was just like, I just tried to switch positions just so we could fuck. But it was because it was she was hurting me so bad. So I remember these moments. So I wonder if it's the other way around. Because you probably would have fucking banging some chicks so hard which is bleeding yeah <laughs> well it's like there was no like when you're younger too you think oh i'm i just feel so blessed that they allowed me to even have sex with them yeah. <laughs> i remember my, my first so i can't believe i tricked this bitch yeah, yeah i remember my first girlfriend because we're both so shy and even though we had sex a lot we had zero communication no faster or harder or softer or it was slower. just quiet the whole time it was just quiet because we're just all so shy and it's like you're insecure so you don't really want to say anything because if you say anything it's like now when you're older and you're more mature when you say something it's trying to make it better for both people yeah. right that's the way you're taking it but when you're younger when you say anything it means that you're doing it the wrong way mm. and then you, you just care so much about each other and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings so you just don't say shit that's yeah. what I'm saying, dude. That's why it's so awkward when you're younger. Yeah. And I just I just feel like, are they walking around saying like, you know, like I did so? <laughs> Women are so day. forgiving, dude. Like, Thank uh, you. Thank you guys for being around, ladies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, so sweet. In every of, of my girlfriend's circle groups, we've never talked about a bad fuck because there's just other shit to talk about. Oh, like, that's so sweet. Yeah. Or we'll just talk about our current relationship. But other than that, oh, we don't talk about... the dick I gave out was terrible. <laughs> it was bad. I just assumed that if it was inside that she just felt amazing. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And then... The, so you didn't even pump. You were just laying there. No, I just soaked. I just went in there. I went... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put it I in. like the sound effect. Yeah. And he goes, Squeedy. you're welcome. <laughs> Did you come yet? Squeak. Oh, my God. <laughs> But yeah, I'm saying like uh, most of us are very forgiving that like if we had bad dick years ago and then we like somehow come back to this person, we're trying to rekindle some shit and it comes back to us having sex. We'd be like, maybe they got better. Oh, that's, that's how we are, forgiving. dude. Yeah, I, I know that. All right. Moving on, because I don't want to hear about anymore. Squeedy. Uh, what advice would you give to your younger self five years ago? Five years ago. Where was I five years ago? You're 30. 29. 29. Shit, I don't even know what I was doing. I move on from my life pretty fast. So five years I'm ago is a very way, so you never really live in the past at all. Do you think about the past at all? Do you think about oh I could have done this a little bit better? This little I could have fucked that girl so much better. <laughs> no, those <laughs> are just fun. Like no, nah, those are just fun thoughts. You know, yeah. I mean, like I don't let these things eat me up. So it's hard to say what I would have done differently. You know what? Actually, yeah, I would have gotten fit a lot earlier. Mm. I but 29 was the time that I lost my weight though. That's yeah, what yeah. I realized. Uh. I see. So that was actually the time where I was like, hey, I'm done being fat. Yeah, nice. that's something you live with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if I if I wish I would have stretched <laughs> or like taking care of my joints more, mm. right? Just because how hard I play basketball, I don't have these knees anymore. But you know, but I've also had a lot of great memories doing that too. So what am I missing out on? Yeah. So it's hard to say, you, you know. It is, but let's yeah. just pretend like it's not that complicated. I probably would have just um, done kickboxing a lot earlier. I wish oh. I would have done it in my. No, I did do it in my early twenties, but I wish I would have in my early twenties. I took it seriously and actually was decent. It's also hard though. The instruction just wasn't as good. It was not. I got my money taken from me, dude. Aww. Fuck those people. Well, they didn't know what they were doing, and I thought everybody was dope. And when I, I when I look back at it now, I'm like, that person actually didn't know what they were doing, and I was taking their classes. So I just got my money taken from me. And then when I started, when I signed up with Fight Academy with Nick, and I found out how bad I was, I'm like, oh, I have a lot to learn. Yeah. And so 
yeah, I probably would have stuck with maybe MMA or jujitsu a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like it. Choke your ass out. You wish <laughs> with my big ass neck. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's exactly. Yeah, like, this. Naked. like this. Grab just, the elbow. And the, you grab the side of the earlobe and then you f- choke them with your wrist this way and you go tap, tap. <laughs> Thank you. The guys. choker taps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> choker taps. Yeah. All right. Last question. This is a fun one. I'm sure you both of you guys are going to have a fun time. Uh, when are the forerunner modifications coming? Uh, most likely next year or the year after. I'm not in a rush to do that. I know what I want to do with it. I know what, what I is want. it. What is it? What is it? Uh, oh, you don't wh- want to share yet because it's so fun. Well, what I've already decided is that I'm going to make it into a version of Joe's Land Cruiser. So the same color paint. I'm going to have silver rims and, and um, uh, what's it called? Uh, what do you call those things? That lugs? Do? Gold lugs. Oh, my God. I know nothing about cars. Well, you're not a man, so it's okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm a man. Dude. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> I'm a man. But, yeah, I want it to look like uh, like an 80s uh, Land Cruiser with that silver blue paint. But I want to emulate that classic look, but on a modern 4Runner. But, um, yeah, it's going to have to just go through any rock and possible. Oh shit! Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, are you gonna like add a like I don't know? Do you add like fucking? What do you add to it? What can you do? A ton of stuff like lift, suspension, bigger wheels, roof rack, ladder in the back, lights. You doing all that? Winch, do all kinds What's of. What's a shit. winch? Oh, the thing that from the front or the back. Yeah, oh, it's a motor. It could pull you out of. Yeah, I need a winch for sure that. because my anxiety won't allow me not to have one. <laughs> like yeah. just in case. Yeah, it's the best insurance policy. Yeah. Deal. You don't go with the buddy, then if you get stuck, you just tie it to a tree and turn that on. It'll slowly pull you. Well, up. the only reason why I know about this because I don't know very many things about like car modification parts, um, is because we were on our way to a barbell retreat out in Big Bear. A what retreat? Barbell. Okay. Yeah, I probably said it wrong. A move on, move on. <laughs> a barbell retreat. <laughs> a, uh, a barbell retreat, and uh, this was I think right uh, like in between fall uh, and uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, early winter maybe it was like so early winter it wasn't it wasn't snowing just yet but it was kind of cold uh and you know that lake that big bear has that yep. big ass one okay so big bear that, lake yeah i'm that gonna one. fuck you up all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that thing was dry no more water on it bart sees it because our house is nearby and he's like oh dude i'm gonna go in i'm gonna go off-roading this is when he had his black Wait, into truck. the lake well it it's was like, dry so the lake comes out over here and then it was kind of like dry. So there's a bunch of like just. It's never dry though. That's just mud. Yeah, yeah. It's like mud. Okay, well, I wish you were in the fucking okay. car, David. <laughs> okay, so he's like, I'm going to go off roading. I'm like, you know me. I'm like, no, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't do this. This is a bad idea. We're going to get in trouble. This it's is one not of those it. houses where it has a dock and then the dock goes into the lake. But since the river was dry, it was just a dock that goes into like dirt and mud. So from the, literally from the back of the, the house, you could just drive straight into like off-road area. Yeah. So I was like, because I don't yeah. think Big Bear gets cold enough to where that thing is actually solid. Frozen. Okay, well, David, tell that to your friend over here. Okay. <laughs> Did you go in that shit, bro? Okay, so I'm like, nope. don't do it. It's a bad idea. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. This is when he has this big, heavy fucking Chevy, the black truck. Um, he goes in. We're all right, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, we're gonna get in trouble. I'm freaking out. And then he starts sinking a little bit and he's like, oh, shit. OK, it's really muddy. So then he goes over. He sinks more to the point now where his tier, his tires are spinning out and then he keeps trying to get out. And the more he keeps trying to get out, the more he's digging himself deeper into this fucking it was mud. so muddy. Like I just went, yeah, and then it was, and it was just mud flying in the back. So remember, this truck is lifted. 
uh i go to open the door now because i'm like the stupid motherfucker i told him not to go but he never fucking listens to me you know the wife position so i open the door the fucking mud is right up here so i'm like fuck now what do we do so of course we have to call who do we call the cops or some shit so that they can oh tow company so they could pull us out like the cops this motherfucker right here won't let me go <laughs> arrest this fucker <laughs> like, excuse me why did you call me <laughs> i don't know i don't fucking like him anymore no so we call a, tr- a tow company they try to tow us out with the winch and i'm like oh that's what that shit they is they came out with like a lifted jeep with the winch in the front Ooh, gangster yeah. yeah okay so they're pulling us out it doesn't work. That motherfucker gets stuck. The Jeep gets stuck too. <laughs> so the Jeep. So I'm, That's I'm, his in, decision. I'm in the middle of this lake. They attach a winch to it. The Jeep is still on the dirt. It pulls me, and as it was pulling me, the Jeep gets lowered into the ground too. So now the Jeep is stuck, <laughs> and we're just staring at each other like, "What the it's fuck?" The worst going? nightmare. Yeah. So but it's such a good. So nightmare. now they had to call headquarters. And bring out like the traditional lo- looking tow truck, the kind with the, the hanging thing in the back, mm-hmm. but on steroids. This thing comes out and it, it has couldn't a- get on the truck bed at all. I mean, on the mud. No, it, it was now it's too on heavy. the street and uh, it has this thing where it presses a button and these two like pillar things come down and pushes the floor like a pu- uh, like a push up. So the tires are off the ground. So now they're not, they're not going <laughs> to rely on the tires to be a leverage point. It's going to be these two metal things. And then they attach the winch to the jeep while the jeep was attached to my truck and then they pulled it and they're able to and pull then the truck flipped upside down <laughs> and, went to the mud. <laughs> and then they got a helicopter <laughs> and, and the helicopter movie. got dragged down into the mud. <laughs> literally it felt like that i was like what the fuck uh, and then yeah. the cops end up coming of course and then they wrote me a ticket. It wasn't even that easy the, the cop comes and he's like this sarcastic motherfucker so he comes in and he goes what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. It's a lake. <laughs> and then I'm like, I know. I was like, the lake's over there. That's where the water is. And he goes, no, this whole thing is a lake. Well, I was like, I'm from the city. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a city slicker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have either said that or just busted an accent and you would have been good. I was trying to get out of it somehow. I was like, I'm from the city. Look at my license. This is LA. But it that's worked. so fucking it didn't funny. Work. So that's how I know what a wench is. I can't believe you thought you could go into the, the, the lake. I thought it was going to be like, I'm just going to go off-roading and have fun. But I didn't know like how sticky and how like how much like quicksand it is. Like the minute you hit it, it just went. It's like, mud, baby. It's so just... soft too. Like if you stand on it, you could probably go through Okay, it. I'm glad you said that because our, our barbell team sees this from afar from our house, which mm-hmm. is like what? Like 60. Maybe like 60, 100 feet away. Yeah, feet away. So there's that dock that Bart's talking about. So mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. So you see all of them running. <laughs> Nadim leading the pack, of course. So Nadim runs off this dock, jumps onto this like dry lake. <laughs> he immediately sinks. <laughs> so when he lands, <laughs> he falls into the mud all the way up to, <laughs> to his um, knees. <laughs> let's go, guys. Yeah. And Boish. <laughs> And you see everyone like stop, and then I'm like, bro, you fucking see the truck? Why would All you of jump you in? Are a bunch and of then, fucking meatheads. And then dude. when they pull them out, both of his shoes were inside the mud. He pulled, pulled them out. out. His fucking calves were still in there. It came off by the knees. <laughs> he had no more legs. That thing was oh, so absorbent. Whatever you put in, it just sucked it if in. If I was a, I'd be so pissed. I was like, you. But what do you guys do? It's like we're all powerlifters. Yeah, we wait. You we, fucking meatheads. We lift weights, bro. <laughs> like what the? We got it, guys. <laughs> it all right, so guys. <laughs> it just taught me two lessons. One, I need a winch. Yep. Two, 
I had 33s. Those tires were too small. So that's why I got 35s on the new truck. Nice. See? So now you know what to get on your I'm still going to do it again. But this time I'm better equipped. Oh, fuck my life, dude. <laughs> I'll just get 33s and then not go into a lake. Yeah. Or that's if you have a winch, you it. could pull yourself out. I feel like the tree would have just collapsed on your car. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. That's kind right. funny. Yeah, that's uh, that was my story. And that's kind of all the time we got, dude. Boom! Did you have fun? Yes, it was very fun. Yes! <laughs> fuck yeah. I just want to impress you, that's all. What is this called again, this podcast? Get Close. Oh. Fuck David up. Welcome to another episode of Get Close, guys. You can catch Get Close every one of days. And then after that, <laughs> holy cow, it's going to get us gangs. Yes. Yep. And then, of course, guys, make sure that you write and talk in the comments below about how you feel about who's going to gangs. Yep. Zippity doo dah and have a nice day. Is there anything you want to say? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is a lot of fun. Even though I already know all of these details, it's always cool to hear it again because sometimes I fucking hate you so much that I forget that you're actually a cool person. So having you sit here for an hour to explain that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I love him. So I love you, man. The hand of death. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.